0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate. 3, 2, 1, up,
1: start your engine.
2: Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. Need Memorial Day plans? Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby
3: Keith,
2: Justin Moore, Craig Morgan, and special guests, including Ron DeSantis in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchased sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com.
3: All right. Hey, it's Thursday night. I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Live Show. Guys, we wanted to try to do this Monday night, but, you know, revel- ever- being on time is everything. So, anyway, we're going to try to play back up and do the recording of John Hunter winning at Darlington, which was pretty awesome. He had a fast little hot rod and uh, stayed up front most of the race. And when he did go back, he'd come right back up.
4: All right, we are now joined by John Hunter Niemicek, driver of the number four Mobile One Toyota for Kyle Busch Motorsports, and winner of tonight's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race from Darlington Raceway. We'll go straight into questions for John Hunter. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. Who would like to start us off? Start with Bob. Uh,
5: Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. <clears throat> More relief or excitement considering this
6: way is gone the way, this year's gone. <laughs> uh, relief. There's definitely excitement there, but definitely more relief um, just from the finishes that we had to, to start the year. Bob, it, it didn't didn't seem like we were the still the team that we were. Um, we were fast. We were leading laps. We were winning stages, but we weren't finishing where we needed to. And um, I feel like we finally had the ship turned the right way and sailing the right way. So. Um, hopefully we can keep this momentum and I, I definitely think it's uh, a relief as well um, being able to get that first win uh, going into the eight week stretch that we have now in the NASCAR World Truck Series
4: At
7: Dalton uh, John
8: on that final restart, we had Carson our alongside you, did you kind of consider the fact that you know Carson's Finished second a few times, and is he still looking for that first win? Were you kind of worried about that, and maybe uh, he might do something?
6: Yeah, <laughs> I think any time that you're leading a race now at the end, you you got to be a little bit worried that something's going to happen, but. Um, luckily, we both got a really good restart. We came out side by side, and then the top prevailed. Um, I didn't think Ross was going to pick behind me. Um, I thought he was going to pick behind Carson and push him um, and, and try and clear me into one to get him a win, but Ross didn't push me, so it, it left Carson still getting a good run and a good push from the bottom. So. Um they, they tried, and um, luckily we were able to get just a little bit better of uh, a lane choice there on the outside to try and dictate it. And uh, I know that he got free underneath me there at one point, and I think we touched it at one point as well. But um, I know second sucks uh, when, when you're that close so many times. So um, definitely didn't know what he was going to do or try or if he was going to try a slide job in, into turn three or whatever it may be.
9: Go to Dustin com. John Hunter, um, how does this, if it all, help you for tomorrow?
6: Uh, Learning what the track did. um, I thought we were going to be really good at what, or I thought we were going to be really good where we unloaded today. Um, We didn't make really a single adjustment from where we unloaded off the truck during practice, and, I thought it was going to race really good. Um, I thought the track was going to do something that it didn't end up doing. Um, So for me, it it took a little bit to try and figure out what we needed for the long run. Um, So I definitely think learning that, um, restarts, lane choice, uh, how the track moved around, what was fast. um, There's quite a few key takeaways that I can apply. Yes, the Xfinity car is a completely different vehicle, but you're still racing the racetrack.
10: Is that the first time you've had a a drink thrown at you?
6: Yeah, I don't know what that was about. That thing was full, too. I'm glad somebody didn't hit me in the head with that thing. I thought a tire exploded.
4: Additional questions? Go back to Bob.
5: Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. What happened with Eckes there on Pitt Road, and was there any damage to your truck at all?
6: Uh, I'm not sure if there was damage or not. Um, I was getting told clear wall, 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 um, leaving the pit box and uh, I feel really bad for, for pinching there. Um, I was doing what I was told and thought I was clear. Um, and obviously I, I wasn't quite clear leaving the pit box. I didn't get as good of a drive out of the pit box as I was, as I needed to, to be able to clear him. So, um, that's odd me, um, on Eric and, and the spotter. It's, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, joint fault there, um, but we will learn from it and not make that mistake again. Uh, I'm sure Eckes and I will talk at TPC this week or at some point, and um, it, it's on me. I, I made the mistake and pinched them. Okay.
11: Pete Yacobili, Associated Press. John, how did you um, kind of keep your composure after that loose wheel dropped you guys back from the top five
6: uh well i thought we gave it away when we didn't pit there originally when everyone else pitted and came and got tires um i was pretty nervous then that we were going to get eaten up by everyone that had tires on um luckily we didn't blow a tire uh it was definitely close i feel like um and then the loose wheel uh i didn't know if we had a loose wheel or we're on splitter or whatever, but something didn't feel right. So out of precaution, we, we came down and we felt like we had a good enough race truck that we could try and drive back up through there. Um, and with doing so, uh, we, we were able to do so and, and get back through the field um, and get us in contention, um, and that was huge for us, um, just being able to get back in the top five after that and have some really good pit stops on pit road after the loose wheel, um, able to gain some positions there and just put us in position to be able to make the right moves uh, with with the choose, um coming to one to go, and we were able to get some really good restarts as well.
10: Uh, Adam Cheek, Francis.com. Uh, John
7: Hunter, you've won at three of the next four tracks you're going to. Richmond's down the road, you've won there. How much of a relief is this after that wind drought after a while, and how much confidence does it
6: give you going into the next couple months? I think it's huge to start off an eight-week stretch like this. Um, to be able to win a race and have momentum on your side, it, it's huge. Um, I don't have to show up to the Monday meeting, and Kyle asked me when we're going to win a race. Um, but I don't have to hear that anymore So um, that's, that's nice um, But we just got to keep on with it um, We've been really fast All year long We've won stages We've led laps uh, We've been in contention all year We just haven't been able to finish races um, I couldn't get past two to go there for a while Um, So luckily we are able to do that tonight, um, and we have for the last few weeks. So momentum is huge in this sport. Um, I'm looking forward to carrying it through the summer months and having some really good runs. Uh, That's what it's going to take to try and continue to accumulate some points go after the regular season championship and try and win some more races. Um, But all of our focus is really on the playoffs. Um, Last year I feel like we peaked too early in the season and um, had a slump through the playoffs, and this year we started off kind of slow. So, um, yes, it sucks to start off slow, but hopefully that's a good omen for the rest of the year. Thanks. Any
4: final questions? All right, John Hunter, thanks for joining us, and congratulations.
6: Thank you.
3: Need Memorial Day plans?
2: Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby Keith, Justin Moore, Craig Morgan, and special guests including Ron DeSantis in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchased sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com.
12: Okay, jo- uh, we will now start our post-race press conference with our winning team, uh, the crew chief uh, of the winning number 22 Ford for Team Penske, and that's Paul Wolfe, and the president of NASCAR operations for Team Penske, and that is Mike Nelson. Uh, we will uh, go right to questions. If you have a questions, please raise your hand, and we'll get you a mic for either Paul or Mike. Uh, we'll start with Bob. While the rest of you think of some questions. I'm Bob
5: Hocker's Fox Sports. Paul, I mean, I know you're not driving the car, but um, <laughs> does, I mean, considering where you guys are in points, the way your season's gone, like, is that is that something that you're like, man, if you have a chance to win, you you have to you have to take it because of you know you guys aren't necessarily running top three, four, five every week
13: right now. What are you referring to, Bob? I'm referring to the bump at the end. of Oh, the uh, bump Byron. at the yeah, end? Yeah. Oh, it, um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't really feel like I need to have those conversations with Joey. I mean, he's experienced. He knows what's on the line, where we're at, um, and, and what he needs to do. Um, you know, I mean, we got ran into the fence off at two on the restart. It's probably the only reason the 24 is in front of us to begin with. Um, obviously our car was much better on the, the long haul. Um, you know, any anybody that got the lead, um, you know, is able to, to at least hold on for a while, um, and then eventually if, if your car doesn't hold on a long run, then uh, it's going to be harder to fight them off. So uh, fortunately our car was good on the long run, and we were able to recover from from uh, losing the lead there. And, um, yeah, ultimately we're, we're uh, you know, there's a lot of guys with wins, and to your point, we aren't uh, leading the point. So um, I think Joey knows where he's at, and he's going to do what he needs to do.
12: Go, stay up front here, to Matt. Get Matt the mic. There you go. Matt
11: Weaver Racing America. This could apply for either one of you guys, but do you think that the current level of parity that we have—I think it's uh, 10 winners and 12 races is going to be sustainable for the rest of the year, and then, therefore, that's going to make any opportunity to win a race all the more valuable than we've ever seen in recent history.
13: Uh, from my side, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, our box to work in smaller. I think early in the season to where we're at today, I mean, teams are still learning a lot. We're still trying to figure out setups uh, where we want to be. Um, I feel like that will – tighten up as we get more opportunities at tracks and guys will start to figure it out and everyone will get closer and I feel like for sure it'll get harder and harder obviously the 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 Chevrolets have been strong and so are the Toyotas um, but it was good for us to be able to come out here and show we had speed in qualifying and then back it up in the race so um, yeah it's going to be tough to win races a lot of guys uh, uh, have speed right now and and I expect that just to get uh, tougher as we as we go and everyone figures the car up.
11: Do you think it's more likely that the field could stay closer together as everyone kind of figures it out together, or that one team or organization could hit on something and then create that separation?
13: And I, I don't want to say never, but I feel like it'll be really hard to do just by the rules and and what your what you got to work with. You know, in the past there's opportunities to build this or that better, and right now you're really just pieces that you you purchase and, and it's really about how you put your shocks and springs and that type of combination. So uh, it, it's going to be really hard to get an advantage, but I won't say nobody will. Stay up here to the front to Alex.
14: Yeah, Alex Andre with the Charlotte Observer. Um, for for Paul, that did you think that Joey's car um, had the speed to catch up there with William at the end? Would he have caught him on that final lap? And I guess was there any risk then in, in putting that move on him?
13: Um. Well, once he he he'd kind of open up a pretty good lead on us there. Maybe he would tend to go, and I thought at that point maybe it was going to be hard to to run him down. But um, he, his car, uh, the twenty four, really seemed to fall off pretty hard there on the longer run. And in the second half of the race, I thought our car was was probably one of the the better cars on the long run. And uh, obviously Joey was getting all he could out of it at the end. Um, and it, obviously track position's huge and. Catching somebody's one thing and passing them is another, and I think we saw that a lot today with um, even earlier in the race when we probably weren't the fastest. We were able to still hold the lead just by having that clean air, and I think Joey knew um, he probably wasn't going to get more than one shot at it, and uh, he took advantage while he could.
12: Any more questions? Go to Pop. Bob Parkers,
5: Fox Sports for Mike. How do you feel about where you're at as far as – Car count parts pieces at this point in the season,
10: yeah, we're definitely gaining on it um you know it's it's a new car, so there's a lot to uh there's a lot to put together every week, and you know you think about the number of parts and pieces that that we've changed going into this year, and um you know it's definitely been challenging, especially at the early races, but I feel like we're you know slowly starting to get our feet underneath us and um you know it's the same for everybody so. Uh, we're moving along and, and making progress every week. Go to Pete.
11: Uh, Pete Yacobelli, Associated Press. Paul, Joey's, you guys have had some good runs uh, over the years here at Darlington. What was – was there a difference today than some of those other times when uh, you guys were close?
13: Um, really, I mean, it's still Darlington. I mean, it was about um, – you know, managing your tires, see how your car was, short run, long run. Um, you know, the way it, the car drove itself, that's probably a better question for Joey, you know, how he managed the car and in, uh, from inside. But, um, yeah, it's just it's keeping the track position. I think pit road was, was important to us, like it always is. Um, but as far as kind of the way the race played out and what you would expect here at Darlington, I think it was – it was pretty normal uh, tires were were, were important um, you know managing the tires today we we didn't have an abundance of tires so that was a question mark and early on when to take tires and not to um, so so tire management was a thing today and not only on pit road but at, and the driver behind the the wheels so um, you know it was uh, like I said fortunate uh, we were able to uh, have the long run speed that y- that you need to to be able to keep that track position, and and, um, the guys did a good job on pit road.
12: Any final questions for Paul or Mike? Oh, we've got two more. We've got Deb, and then we'll go to Kelly.
13: Deb Williams,
15: RacingToday.com. Mike, you've been a team engineer, and with your engineering background, how frustrating is it to be in this situation with the car right now to where everybody's so equal and it's putting pieces together rather than developing
10: well, no, you know, no matter the size of the box, there's always challenges for the race teams to, to try to be better than the other, and, you know, whether it's strategy, whether it's, you know, just the right combination of shocks and springs, so there's still a lot to learn. I think, you know, we're talking about parity and things like that. I mean, there's guys that figure things out on a weekly basis to, to get an edge, so, you know, any any time that you, you make a change, there's a lot of a room for innovation, whether it be Something that's a tangible part on the car, or how you put those parts together, or how you run the race. So, um, we, we've got a lot of work to do and, and a lot of challenges ahead. So, it's it's definitely uh, a lot of fun to try to figure that out. As long as we get some wins along the way, so we're we're working hard at it, and um, you know, de- there's definitely a lot of ground to be covered with this car. Kelly, Kelly, Kellycrandallracer.com. Paul,
15: yesterday when Joey came in here and was asked to kind of Assess the season one of the things that he said that stood out was we're not fast enough so how does that re- trend today you go out and lead the most laps and and win the race so why is he saying you're not fast enough and how did that change overnight
13: i guess we were so bad at dover last week <laughs> you just remember your last race right um no, i just feel like <clears throat> in general um over the last month or so um we don't feel like we've quite had the speed that that we need to go out there and dominate and win races um you know after the short practice we had yesterday and in qualifying you know there was a little hope there but still you know how is that going to translate over to to longer race runs and and would the car hang on i think that was still a question mark and um i said early on in the race uh you know it kind of seemed like when the five was pressuring us and the eighteen 18s like well you know maybe we still are off on speed but as the race progressed, the track really rubbered in, and um, the handling was important in the long run speed. I, I felt like we got where we were, we we're pretty competitive, and I wouldn't say that anyone really had a, a big advantage on us from a speed perspective. So it was kind of interesting how that how that played out. And obviously, some of those guys had trouble. I don't know, you know, if the 18 where he would have, you know, been if he was still in the race. But um, I, I felt a lot better about our car the second half of the race. And um, how it was on a long run, and I think that showed being able to, to drive back and uh, put the pressure on the 24 for the win.
12: Any more questions? Anything from the press box? Okay, Paul, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Okay, we're now joined by the winning driver of today's Goodyear 400, and that is Joey Logano. Uh, Joey I'll uh, start off with a question. Um, I know you love talking about yesterday even though no one asked you how is it like winning in that throwback of yours? (laughs)
16: Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Obviously a really really cool day uh, today to be able to drive that car into victory lane. Um, You know I I think about that throwback and you know back in 95 is where it started for me uh, in Meriden Connecticut and you know, if you think, you told a, if I was a five-year-old self and I told my dad, hey, someday I'm going to put this thing on the pin in Darlington, I'm going to roll up next to you while you're driving an old Mustang, and then we're going to go win the race on Mother's Day. You know, you, you could never, you'd never be able to imagine that, right? So uh, God just works in a serious way sometimes. And, um, you know, you think of the last week we had and be able to come back and redeem ourselves uh, after the last couple of weeks is uh, says a lot about our race team, says a lot uh, about, um, you know, the, the the ability to recover um and, and staying strong uh mentally and um able to get something here at Darlington's so it's been a close one for me for a long time so it's nice to get in the victory lane for sure
12: that's great congratulations again and we'll order up the questions we'll go start here with Bob and then to Noah
5: uh, Bob Hawkers, Fox Sports uh, how much of the bump on Byron is normal racing for the lead with two to go and how much is It from the contact on the restart and how much is it from the dynamic that you've led 35 laps all year and maybe don't know when you'll be in that position again
16: No, I mean to me um, you know I I probably wouldn't have gone straight to the bump and run if it wasn't for how he got the lead Um, you know he he came off a turn two and drove me right into the wall Uh, at that point um, I'm lucky my car's not broken and I'm a very angry driver and I think anyone in the field would probably agree if someone's gonna be willing to do that to you or the gloves are off at that point and uh I knew if I got back there what I was gonna do and, and what I had to do. And so uh, you know, that's that was the way he wanted to race. So I said, Let's go. Um, you know, if you passed me clean it wouldn't have looked like that. Um, but that was uh that was a situation that was there in front of me and um fortunately I was able to get back there and uh he obviously knew it was coming. He checked up into the corner pretty early, uh so he obviously knew it was coming mm-hmm. um but you know they would have had to do um had to had to win the race it's very important to 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 win and, and get into the playoffs obviously um you know and, and what everything mean means to winning here and uh, like i said all those things go into the equation of uh making the decision okay Okay.
5: <laughs>
16: maybe from his size, I felt the wall and his car all at the same time as I was sandwiched into the fence. So, uh, okay. Cool. we go to Noah.
12: No, Lewis, TSJ Sports. Uh, Joey, you know, now going forward, obviously he was upset going forward.
16: I mean, how do you process that and race him? Because you, you kind of got to expect maybe something will come. Uh, we're equal. That, we're equal, man. That, you, you put me in the wall first. It's, like I said, it's game on. At, at that point in my eyes, it's equal. If I punted him out of the way for for no reason, there, well, to win the race without him doing something to me in, in the past at any point, which he never has in the past. Um, yeah, it's, and it's not like he meant to fence me. I, I don't think he meant to run me in the wall. The facts are he did. Um, you know, and and it's it's racing, and it kind of took it, the the win out of my eyes and and or out of my my hands. And so at that point, like I said, you, you're gonna have to do what you have to do to get the lead back in the same manner he got it and so that's kind of how that works
12: and then yesterday you were in here and kind of talked about how you guys were off and slow and and things like that and then you turn around and today you guys are fast you know what what was all together because all together it
16: was fast all day beats me uh (laughs) it's crazy to go from where we were last weekend in dover uh where you know we were just off right qualified mid-20s and really run mid-20s and getting wrecks and all that so Uh, Then you come back (laughs) next weekend and fast off the truck, put it on the pin, lead a bunch of laps, win a stage, third another stage, and it's a big day for us. So um, I I don't know. But, uh, you know, it just goes to show kind of what this next-gen car is right now where no one really has it quite figured out yet. Yep. go over here. Uh,
8: Joey, Dalton Hopkins with FrontStretch.com. You said earlier this season that we're just not fast enough right now. I know it seems kind of silly now after a win, but – do you feel like that your cars are indeed fast enough to compete? I know it's today was good, but do you feel more confident now?
6: Um,
16: I think it's one one step at a time, right? Let's not. Uh, you, we're never fast enough to, <laughs> to answer your question. I don't think anybody on the field will ever say I'm fast enough. You always want to be faster, um, you know. And, and this was a, a good race for us, for sure. Um, very unique racetrack, though, right? Darlington's is, is one of a kind, um, you know. So I, I don't want to jump to any conclusions quickly but um you know we did have a solid car today um you know times it was the fastest car at times it was a third or fourth place car but it's a top five car all day long um at, at the at the minimum so you know execution and staying towards the front and all that is what kind of kept us in the hunt
12: any more questions for joey down in the media center got two more up front here mike and matt
1: Great hat, by the way. (laughs) That's a good one. I I debated between this one and a Somerville Speedway hat, but I got (laughs) to represent Myrtle Beach. Um, You mentioned how being up front and and maintaining that track position was so important. Obviously, you have that first pit stall, and that played out in your advantage two or three times during the race. Um, When you come into a weekend with this new car and knowing how important track position is, is trying to get the pole extra important because of that?
16: Yeah, it turns out I think I think so. Um, yeah, you know, we were able to you know, use that first pit stall a few times, like you said, where we we came out. You know, the camera is right there in front of the first pit stall here, so it's quite the advantage to have it. And as many pit stops as you're going to have here, it's a pretty big deal, right? So um, that was a yeah, it was a key key piece to our victory for sure.
11: Matt Weaver, Racing America. It's kind of a similar question to the other questions about kind of the topsy-turvy season you guys have had. Is it too early to even, like, entertain the idea that this is kind of a must-win? Because you don't know if there could be 17 winners. We're on a pace to get there, but someone could break away, but it's a spec car. Uh, Is it a must-win?
16: I don't know if it's must-win yet, but, uh, you know, it's getting closer to it, like you said you know week by week as you get different winners um, I, I do think at this point though you you see a lot of the same characters up front now like you kind of can say okay here's some of the, the stronger cars that are consistently running up front and then you may sprinkle in a couple every now and again that hit on something that weekend right and so uh, I think as the season goes along you're going to see more consistency in, in certain teams where they've kind of got a Good mile and a good mile-and-a-half package or a good short track package or whatever it may be, um, you know, and, and there might be a couple of sprink in there, but I think that the normal cast of characters will will show themselves more and more as the season goes and everything gets refined, I think.
11: I guess to that point, do you anticipate more that a team or two could break away from the pack, or do you think the kind of parity we've seen is going to continue all the way through the season?
13: I,
16: I think there's a couple teams right now that – that have an advantage at the moment mm-hmm. now how long that lasts and how things quick how quickly things change in our sport uh it's hard to say how long that lasts but there's definitely you know two teams probably that, that stand out in my mind that are stronger than the best right stronger than the rest right now all right hendrick and then we'll go up to Dustin, and then bob
3: jeff hood of racing today joey with about 10 to go it looked like you were too far back but then you
16: came and was he falling off or had you saved something to run him down no, I was grinding it out the last uh, 20 laps. I just went hard, and um, my car was pretty tight. Um, but you had an angry race car driver in there. There's <laughs> it's, uh, it's something to be said for an angry race car driver. I'm telling you, there's a little bit more speed in the tank when you tick me off a little bit and, uh, and you're able to, to go a little bit faster. And the last, you know, five or six laps, I could see him getting pretty tight and, uh, and, and struggling um, two, three, and four in particular, but also a little bit one and two. And I thought I'm going to have a shot at this thing. And... Um, you know, is going to be close on, on the amount of laps and how quick I can catch them.
12: Move up here to uh, Dustin.
17: Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Um, one, obviously, in one sense, it hasn't been that long since you won with with winning at the Clash, but to get a win and you know, with some of the ups and downs, what does it just mean to win for you right now?
16: Obviously, it's uh, it's great to to win at any point, um but I think, like I said, over the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of just not the greatest. And you know, to like I said, to recover and kind of go through that that bit of a roller coaster ride, which you know you got to expect through every every season. There's just kind of lulls, and then there's good times, and um you got to capitalize when you have a car that can win. And uh, that's what I kind of felt like this morning. And say, hey, this is. Probably the best car I've had all year long. It's the best shot I have to win. You know, you got to capitalize when you have a car that that can do it. Um, right now, for sure. Um, you know, so that opportunity is there to 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 get a win, and you have to you have to grab it any chance you can because you just don't know with this new car. And like I said earlier, our speed's been a little bit inconsistent um, from track to track. So you know, you don't know when when the next time you're going to have a car that's good. So we had to make the best of it when we had the chance. And also, you reference
17: the roller coaster. Obviously, the 11 has certainly been on one, and probably maybe in one sense, maybe more on the down way with some of the things have gone with them. You you raced with him some today up toward the front. What did you see out of out of that car? Was was had nothing happened to him? Would he have been up there with you, or did you feel like you were still a better better car than than them at this at that today?
16: I mean, there was a group of cars that were all pretty close, right? The the 1, the 11, ourselves, the 24, um, the 18, you know, we're all fast at different points. Um, at some points, the 18 looked like he was the fastest. Uh, times the 24 was the fastest. Times the 11 was the fastest. We were the fastest. It just kind of, like, depended on the run and how you manage your tires and, and the adjustments you made to your car. But I thought it was really anybody's race. Um, you know, the 11 was pretty good but you know i'd say before the the last green flag pit stop i was trying to pass him so i was right on him so i'd say we were maybe a little better on a long haul than him but he fired off a tick faster than me and got the lead from us so yeah it just kind of depends on how you want to look at it um, at what point but i'd say there was probably four or five cars under a blanket today yep. Up.
5: i have a couple more um, byron called you a moron do you care <laughs> <laughs>
16: Bob, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> a lot worse than moron too. I I just witnessed a lot of it when I got out of the car, actually. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've, I've, that's fine. Whatever. Call me what you want. And
5: when you were describing it earlier, you said you did what you had to do. So wh- wh- why, why do you have to do? Is it, is it because you, you can't afford people to drive you like that again? Is it strictly trophy, or is it? playoffs what what makes that move what you wh- why do you have to do that
16: i mean like i said before if you're willing to make the move to get the lead by doing that right by by running a car under the wall you have opened up the door for retaliation and to get a victory and when it was only 20 something laps before that uh you got to expect it coming that's why he went in the corner low and slow because he knew it was coming uh you know so that's yeah, I mean, is it what you have to do? Yeah, you have to do that in that situation. You know, you you're not going to get pushed around. You know what I mean? That there's no, uh, I'm not going to get bullied. Say <laughs> that much. So, uh, you yeah, know, that's that's how the sport works. Our sports work like this for years. um You know, like like I said, if if that wasn't how it happened, if that's not how he took the lead, I'm not making that move. Uh, I'm I'm going to try to, you know race cleaner and try to you know make the pass a different way but at that point I knew there's one pl- one way to guarantee a victory and so I was taking that mu- taking that uh, maneuver at that point stay up front to Alex
14: um, Alex Alexandra with the Charlotte Observer there were um, as many DNFs today in this race as there were at Talladega I'm curious w- like mm-hmm. what where do you think that comes from why is it just Darlington was this race in particular
16: yeah i think these cars you know um you know we talked about this a little bit you know but the the cars on on the slick surface like darlington fontana right we saw and, and the bumps that go along with that too the cars become very snappy and hard to control um when they when they get sideways they just spin out right the old car used to have a big sail on the side you know that big door and when it got loose it wanted to be out there, right? And you're able to kind of catch it and work it and all that stuff. Now, this car, once it starts getting sideways, the diffuser shuts off, all these things just go the wrong way and it wants to spin out even quicker. So there's a point where everything's really good and then if you go past it, it's a light switch and all hell breaks loose. And so when you take a track that has less grip and the car naturally wants to yaw out more, um, it puts you on that edge more. And then when you add the bumps to it, Uh, as low as we're trying to run the cars and you know cars hitting the wear blocks off of two um, you know or or whatever however setup they have it right it just becomes very unpredictable when you hit a bump and then it gets sideways quick and it's gone Um, so it's it's tricky right now as the teams try to understand how do you make speed in the car with also having the uh, drivability and raceability in in the car and it's it's a Pretty big challenge right now for us to figure out. I think that's why I see so many crashes, especially at tracks like this.
12: Any final questions for Joey?
16: Wrap it up here with Mike.
1: I forgot last time, Mike Neff in the pits media. Um, with the car last year, we saw a lot of people able to make speed, kind of on a low line or down near the, the apron, and it seemed like today you might be able to do that for a couple laps, but that was about it. It, was it just a matter of the, the arrow on this car and, like you said, wanting to you all out so much you had to go to the top line, or was it just a matter of, of there not enough grip down on the bottom line?
16: Yeah, I can't say I know the answer to that. Um, but it definitely did not seem like the bottom was as much of a play as it has been. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, it seemed like as the track cooled off and the sun was going down, the you know the pull down lane started working where you can enter you know up in the you know by the wall and then at the center two-thirds and you know, kind of crank it down a little bit um, and straighten out your exit and make a run that way it seemed like that came in as the sun went down but it still wasn't like you can just wrap the bottom like you've seen kevin do here for years or um you know or other other cars right that can do that um so i don't know why i don't have the answer to that one
12: Joey, congratulations on the big win and right. uh good
3: luck in Kansas next Thank week. Thank you guys. All right. Hey, there we had Joey Lagano winner at Darlington. Kyle, what's some controversy, but it's Kyle the bump and run, man.
0: Yeah, Rowdy, uh looked like uh, you know, Joey Lagano got no William Byron there, but you know, however you want to call it you can call it. But uh didn't get the victory, you know, the Penske guys were fast. Uh, Joey Logano picking up the victory, and William Byron went away unhappy. So uh, just, uh, you know, a really big controversy uh, to have that. And, uh, you know, Joey Legano, uh ten, ten, 10 winners in the first 12 races. Uh, Rowdy, I was listening to SiriusXM XM Radio on Wednesday morning, uh, the morning drive with Pete Pistone and Dustin Long, and he, he basically said the same thing I've been saying the whole time about the next-gen car parody. Uh in the uh, in, in the Cup Series, so um, it's been nice to see, and I'm glad, uh, you know, we've had some different winners, but yeah, um, I mean, Joey probably had the faster car, but, uh, you know, he did what he did, and, you know, you know how he is, that's an aggressive type, so that's just how it is sometimes.
3: So, Kyle, you got to go to testing Goodyear Tire Testing at Pocono, how was it? All right, Kyle's, hold on there, everybody. Actually, Kyle, we're going to play uh, Ben May, uh, and this was after testing in Pocono. New
7: race car this year. NASCAR drivers, uh, teams, the team owners, and the sport, and so uh, they're out here shaking it down, checking it out, and uh, seeing what's going to happen at the end of July when they come to Pokemon. What do you know about the, uh, the next-gen
9: car, and what differentiates it from uh, the Gen 6?
7: Well, I know that I don't drive it, and uh, there's way better people doing it than me, but uh, just a different car, different style. Meant uh, to level playing competition, save some money for team owners, um, and really just uh, provide a better product on the track. Looks a little different. Uh, numbers been moved to the front, bigger space for the sponsors and uh, sponsor presence on the cars. Uh, also changed to the uh, tire, one lug nut. So a bit of a different car, a bit of a different look, um, but same racing, same drivers, same fun.
17: This is a different kind of, different kind of track for, for the drivers every time they come here because there's three different corners. Um, what do you expect from the next-gen car to see racing-wise? What are you hoping for here?
7: So I'm sure hoping that the competition will be tighter, be a little better. Uh, historically, we've had um, occasions where the cars have gotten spread out, and I'm um, hoping that we don't see that this year. And we'll see a little bit of a better action, a little bit more action, and um, I don't know, just some general fun, right? I mean, it's race car drivers, it's racing, it's a tricky triangle. There's three turns, three different degrees of banking. Uh, three different radii, and um, a new car. They're shifting a little bit more, it sounds like. The car's a little bit uh, little bit louder, a little bit sleeker, so I think that's uh, that's what people have to come out and find out. I'm looking forward to finding out myself. How does that one lug nut make things more interesting for, for fans in terms of you know the speed of getting out of pit row? Just a little different pit stop, a little quicker times, um, and just a little bit of a different flow from what fans have historically seen um, from the guys and girls jacking the car, hitting the lug nuts, and, and whipping them out of there. And then what type of feedback have you gotten from the drivers on just the the new cars with the tires at, at the site. So I have not received any feedback, but uh, I think we'll have a package to put out for everyone.
17: How are ticket sales go-
7: going? You only have one race now, so it, really that's your weekend. So, I mean, how are they going? What do you expect for your weekend? Yeah, it's July 22nd to the 24th, and ticket sales have been spectacular. We're sold out of suites, uh, have most of our entitlements sold to partners, and ticket sales have been tracking uh, above and beyond our expectations. And then, of course, we sold out camping last year, and we're uh, a little over 70% of our way there with 10 weeks to go. So really, really positive feedback from our fans and our guests and our partners, Um put a day like today on the schedule and into july and we'll be cool
9: then yeah, we can track uh capitalize or maximize that one weekend now as opposed to having two weekends uh historically or at least two races in the same weekend historically
7: yeah i mean from a fan standpoint from a guest and sponsor standpoint we're um, you know we're just focused on one weekend and not that we weren't focused on the individual weekends of the double header or IndyCar or our air show right our focus is is pretty holistic in how we treat and how we want to be treated. So when we look at the fan experience, um, we just want to make sure it's the best, right? Our job here is to put on a heck of a show, build a grandstand, um, you know, NASCAR will put on a heck of a show on the track, and then uh, people are going to come back, renew their tickets, and bring their friends.
3: You just mentioned people. Hey, that's right, Kyle, and uh, you was there. Let's talk a little bit, a few minutes, about the your experience at Pocono Goodyear t- testing.
0: Rowdy, it was... Uh... The next-gen good-year tire test at Pocono Raceway, the debut of the next-gen car at the Tricky Triangle. Uh, Daniel Suarez, uh, Christopher Bell, and uh, Eric Amaral all participated. Uh, Kyle Busch was originally originally scheduled, but uh, due to the birth of his baby daughter, um, they swapped out him with Christopher Bell for the test. Uh, Yeah, um, cars got on track Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Daniel Suarez was turning laps as soon as I got into the infield. Um, and then Christopher Bell went out, and he actually to to wrecking turn three. So, ended uh, his day early. Eric Almirola was able to get out as well. Um, good feedback from the drivers. Um, it seems like they're pretty happy with that and, uh, you know, the tires. So, just good to see cars back on track, and uh, good to see, uh, you know, NASCAR going to be back in Northeastern Pennsylvania July 22nd through the 24th with the uh, Pocono 400 weekend. So, uh really looking forward to it. Nice to have Ben May uh take some time out of his busy schedule to talk to the media and uh just good to uh be back at the racetrack again.
3: Man, I had to feel good. It's just uh just to be back and see it again, Kyle. I'll right, be right right
0: I, I just want to say something else and uh, I will be going to Bloomsburg next Thursday for the World of Outlaws late models. $10,000 to win. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Um, I'm off of work, so I get to go. So I'm I'm glad for that. And uh, just uh, good times, you know. Good to get this local thing. Well, I also want to mention one thing. Um, I'm, I'm still on right now. Uh, 55 cars were at the World of Outlaws race at Lincoln last night. Uh, Alex Bowman and Christopher Bell did not make the feature last night. Uh, bad night for the NASCAR Stars. I'm uh, not making the feature. Both have run there this year, but well, uh, just no luck. So, yeah, Rowdy, good things to come, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we will get more time here on Monday night.
3: Well, Kyle, uh, after this weekend at Kansas, ARCA shows up at the door Saturday with a doubleheader there on Saturday. It's it's one of those compact into two days of racing. And at Kansas, it's a good race. That's a good, uh, that's, good sight track. You can pretty much see the cars just about anywhere you sit, you know, you can pretty much see the cars going around the track. And that's uh, But it's one of those intermediate tracks, Kyle, you
0: know. 20 cars entered for Saturday's Dutch Boy 150. Uh, Ty Gibbs is a defending race winner. He's not entered, uh, but Corey Heim is. So that'll be interesting to see. and I know Drew Dollar is as well. So uh, Nick Sanchez looking to repeat his win, and we'll go from there.
3: Well, Kyle, uh, we got a little thing from Harrison Burton. I think it was recorded yesterday. So let's listen to Harrison get us ready for Kansas.
9: Good morning, everyone. Bright and early, getting our day started with Harrison Burton, driver of the number 21 Motorcraft Quick Lane Ford Mustang in the NASCAR Cup Series, coming off a season-best 14th place finish at Darlington. If you've got a question for Harrison, uh, raise your hand. We'll get to uh, as many questions as we have. We have a have a good group here. So, uh, Harrison, appreciate you joining us. Uh, let's get you started with Bob Packers Okay, go ahead, Bob. Get us get us started.
5: Yeah. Hey, good morning, Harrison. Uh, I'm curious a lot of talk after the Logano Byron thing is like, oh, you know, kids see that. And this is, they kind of learn how to race or, and I'm curious as a young driver, do you, do you kind of know like how far you want you're willing to go or like when you see things like that, does that make you, will, will that influence maybe how you react to things in the future? Or do you feel like guys like your age already kind of have the, have their standard and it's, not necessarily going to be influenced by the way things happen on the track by, with other people?
8: You know, I would say that a lot of people probably, you you have your mindset about how you race kind of made up. Um, you know, it's a personal thing. Um, and I think for me, it is definitely predicated on how I've been raced by that person or how I've been raced by people around me. Uh, you know think about the clash to last chance race I was in uh, It turned into you know I took the lead got crap I spun out and, and kind of all kinds of stuff just kind of got ping pong balled there um, and so in that race my aggression level was turned up really high I started kind of laying the bumper to people because I felt like I had been wrong in that race multiple times and so then I got more aggressive um, and you know kind of matched that level Um, you know, and obviously I think in the Joey and William thing, uh, I think Joey feels that, you know, uh, he got put in the wall beforehand and that that changed how he would race. And then William probably sees it another way. So, um, you know, every, every incident is pretty personal, I would say. Um, and you know, I don't think I let other people's racing kind of influence how I would race.
5: And, uh, Considering the season that you've had, if you do get in a position where you are battling for the win, and you know a win can potentially put you in the playoffs, uh, how how does that how's that carrot of you know being in the playoffs maybe change? I don't want to say change, but how much is that an influence in how you would go about racing for the win? And again, especially you know, so you haven't had you know, the greatest of seasons.
8: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a rough start to say the least, and uh, you know, 14th place is our best finish, Uh, so that's not good. (laughs) You know, there's no hiding that. I think there's been some growing pains there, and and I feel like now we're getting rolling in the right direction, so I'm excited to get back to the racetrack and hopefully be in that spot to try and contend for wins or, or, you know, just take it one step at a time and get some top tens, get some top fives and build there. Uh, But, you know, the it does definitely change it. I think if I get in the spot where I'm racing for a win, I'm I'm gonna be pretty aggressive um, for multiple you know multiple amount of reasons. Obviously, it would really change uh, my whole life. I think it would be amazing for the Wood Brothers to get their hundredth win. So um, yeah, I think there's some pressure to that. That kind of especially with the start we've had. That if I do get there, you know, I'm certainly gonna be aggressive and go try and take it from from those guys. And I think also. You know, we saw at Darlington, it's hard to pass. It's really challenging to complete passes. I think the racing has been, the side-by-side racing has been good um, because the outside guy can't really get you too loose anymore. Um, So you can go side-by-side, but it's really hard to complete passes. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance to to make a pass, you better take it. All
10: right, thanks, Bob. Uh, Let's go to Kelly. Hello, Kelly.
15: Good morning hey Harrison so you said there obviously 14th is best finish this season you've talked before about it being a rough start but can you look at it as maybe a, a small victory do you do you find any you know like you said is it one of those things where it's like okay we're going in the right direction so I'm not saying you celebrate it and high five and all that but would you look at it as a small victory
8: absolutely yeah and more than the finish I think the speed we had in that race, there was a uh, part of that race where we came out, had a pit stop and had been really not very good to start the race. Um, and then the car woke up. We made the right changes on pit road. And uh, Joey and Denny, I think were second or third. And I ran them down I caught them. Um, you know, I think Joey had one lap older tires, so pretty even to him there. And, and I caught them and I was like, OK, now we're rolling. So uh, looking at the lap time data, that was our strongest race for sure, compared to the leaders in that particular segment, we matched the leaders' lap time. So it's like, okay, we're going in the right direction there. We have the speed at times to be top five car. Uh, We just have to go and execute a whole race now. We had one segment where we kind of were really good and then uh, tuned ourselves out of it some. So, um, you know, I think, you know, that, that was a big victory, I think, was to, to run with those guys, catch Danny, catch Joey, obviously, I was in a different track position scenario where I was racing with Brad for the lucky dog, and, uh, you know, but to be able to catch them and show that we had that speed was the biggest victory of that day, and then, uh, the the finish was actually probably worse than what we had, you know, for lap time-wise, was not probably representative of our best runs, you know, we, uh, had the flat-spotted tires after the big crash, had to pit and lose some track position there. And so, um, yeah, so that was, you know, the finish number is not that exciting, but I think the speed we had was more exciting.
15: What about uh, how you feel behind the wheel? Do you feel like you're getting better at knowing what you're looking for in the car as well as maybe limiting any any mistakes you've been
4: making?
8: Yeah. um, I told my crew chief, Brian, like when we ran that run I was talking about earlier, I, that was the most like, okay, I can, I feel comfortable. That's like the first time where I wasn't, you know, uh, uncomfortable in this race car, which is pretty wild. When you think about it, I mean, this is a hard race car to drive, which is great for our sport, I think. Uh, but when you hit it right, it it drives really well. So, um, you yeah, know, we had some notes to build off of now things that I like, um, especially based off of that run, some changes that I like, and uh, hopefully that can carry over. It was know for me it was like oh my gosh i could finally go be aggressive in this car um and i hadn't felt that yet and and now i kind of feel like we'll be able to replicate that and go get after it more thank you yep
9: thank you kelly let's go to zach sterniolo zach go ahead you're up morning harrison thanks for taking the time here um First, I want to start with kind of going off of Kelly's question there. What have you learned about yourself as a driver? You know, running where you've been running is a lot different than where you were running in trucks and Xfinity these last few years. Um, What kind of things have you learned about yourself as a race car driver um, when you are in so much traffic?
8: I think um, the biggest thing I've learned is that I won't quit. Like, there's nothing that I will never quit. So that's – I think some of the good things about this start is, you know, you build confidence in your work ethic, you build confidence in your desire. When things are bad, that's when you find out who you are. Right. Um, you know, you, you go through adversity in life and everyone has it and, and I uh, feel like it makes you better. Um, you know, it's, it's just something that for me is exciting that, you know, I've gone through this rough spot been in some really hard moments been in, you know, things that were really disappointing, Leave the race track with your head hanging low. And then Monday morning rolls around and I'm as excited and motivated as ever to go to work and, and work harder than I ever have. And and the schedule is as hard as it's ever been for me personally. Uh, the cup schedule is pretty grueling. So I'm learning my, a lot about myself in, in a work ethic capacity. Um, my love for the sport is, uh, you know, higher than I think it's ever been because I, I appreciate – you know, what cup is all about. I'm getting ready to, you know, try and hopefully start succeeding in that. And um, that's exciting. So, um, you know, I like to take those things out of it. And I think that's, what's really going to help me grow in the, in the future is, um, you know, I, I, I can never guarantee results, but I can guarantee what I will do before the race to try and be ready. And our whole team is as dedicated as ever to, to being good. Um, and we know that means work. Uh, we can't do what we've been doing and except, expect to go just pop off a win. We have to go to work, and, and that's what we've been doing, and I'm really proud of that.
9: And then you look at this first third of the season and, and how diverse the schedule has been. Um, in what ways has that been a benefit for you to, to hit all these different racetracks already? Uh, and then you look at these next three races, including the All Star Weekend, um, and you're at three mile and a half racetracks. Um, uh, you know how. How has it helped being on so many different racetracks at the start and now to have kind of three weeks of similar track types, um, how can that be a benefit for the team as well?
8: Um, you know, I think uh, it's really beneficial to get all these different track types kind of not out of the way, but you get a notebook on every single type of racetrack, right? And now we're going to places that you could relate up other places. And, and when we first started with the car, it was Daytona, California, Vegas, Phoenix, all different tracks. And every time we went there, it was kind of a guess. Um, and now we've hit a lot of tracks that, you know, quite frankly, I think race teams are worried about. Uh, we were really worried about Dover being uh, really hard to, to kind of get the setup right. And I think it was for some guys, you know, I think us included, I crashed in class two of practice. So uh, I guess some of those fears were right, but then we got through it and got better throughout the weekend. So, um yeah, so the the you know the diversity of the schedule early has been I think good for the fans because they get to see a lot of different things and see how the next gen car performs and it's been really good for the teams because now we have a notebook of kind of every kind of racetrack that you could think of and and we can go try and build off of that and, and show up off the truck closer than what we had been in the past.
9: Thanks. Unmute myself, Zach. Thank you. Let's go to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Harrison, what do you think is the biggest positive? I know there's been a lot of emphasis on your rough start, but what would you say a positive takeaway is from this early part of the season?
8: I think just the growth uh, and me as a driver and, and our race team as a whole, um, you know, it was kind of our all first or full year in Cups at our jobs, right? My crew chief, Brian, had been a race engineer in Cup before, uh, but hadn't crew chief. I have never raced in Cup, obviously. Uh, our race engineer was, you know, on the 22 Xfinity car. So I think those first few weeks were pretty eye-opening for us about what was so different about Cup from Xfinity. And, and um, then you you look at us now and we feel like we're in a rhythm of, you know, we know our jobs, we know what we're responsible for, we know what uh, the other person is kind of thinking before they say it now. And, and so um, that's really good. Uh, and so as a team, I think we've really grown. Um, and then the biggest positive for me has just been getting to know, you know, the Wood family and, and, uh, and learning about their history and, and trying to represent them well has been really cool. Um, something I'll always remember is, is you know, their, their support in us and belief in us as a group uh, has never wavered. And, and same with, um, you know, our, our relationship with the, the Penske organization as, as a alliance team that group has been really helpful for us and believes in us so uh it's really cool to, to go to work and have people that believe in you right and, and especially when you have a bad day to have a, a group that uh believes in you so we've learned a lot about each other and and we know that you know our, our bosses kind of have our back which is really cool
17: thank
8: you yep
9: yeah. all right thank you mitchell let's go back to bob go ahead bob yeah, Harrison,
5: uh, the All-Star is uh, next week, and I'm curious, you know, having grown up in Charlotte, do you, did you have any, I know a lot of people feel like it should move around, but I'm cu- just curious, like, if you just kind of feel like Charlotte was always a natural place for it, and then how do you look at, you know, Texas and going all the way out there for maybe, uh, what, 40 or 50 laps?
8: yeah it's uh you know it's definitely a hike um I think the fans in Texas are really awesome, so that's fun to go see them um you know and i I agree that it should move around. I like that idea um you know Charlotte was always really neat for me because I could leave school and and then I'd go watch my dad qualify for the all star race and the you know I think it was like five o'clock on a thursday and uh just stuff like that was neat as a kid growing up. I enjoyed that. So I'm always kind of partial to Charlotte. uh, But I I think moving it around is really cool uh, for the fans of each racetrack, right? You see other sports kind of do that where uh, the all-star game will be here, then there, and and kind of all over. Um, You know, the NBA had one in Charlotte too recently. So uh, just kind of rolling around and and doing different things, I think is cool. And and I'm enjoying that uh, idea, but uh, you know, we'll see. I think Texas has been a, Uh, a pretty good spot for it too with the fan base that's out there
9: and
5: uh do you as far as the next gen i'm curious if you've had any do you feel like are you guys doing any sort of like this for library term experimenting you know as far as for penske uh, do you feel like you know and especially considering where you are in points you're like hey yeah give me (laughs) can't get any worse right so give me like the piece or or the setup that you just don't know if it's going to work and and we'll see if it does
8: yeah we've done some of that you know and and our group is is uh, learning what kind of i like um and we're still trying to build kind of as a group so a lot of times every weekend is kind of an experiment but we've had you know we've differed on some things that worked and didn't work and and um you know I, I i wouldn't say we're full experimental mode just kind of swinging for the fences i still think that we're trying to build off our notes that we're learning and, and, and trying to just learn about the car and and learn about what I like and what car. And and so, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the whole, you know, throwing caution to the wind thing is probably not our position quite yet. Still a lot of season left and and we feel like we can get things rolling in the right direction. Um, You know, just kind of taking the steps that we are. And I think Darlington was a big, a big swing for that direction. We had some changes that, you know, in our setup that I thought was really positive um, and kind of came to light in the race that I thought was, you know, better than what we had performed. So, um, you know, we'll try to build off that and get better and better. Thank you.
9: Yep. All right. Thank you, Bob. Let's go back to Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Harrison, is there any... One or uh, number of people that you've been kind of relying on um, for feedback uh, throughout these twelve races—you know, trying to find your footing in the series—are are you talking with guys like Joey and Ryan uh, to pick their brain about uh, about things? Um, you know,
8: who 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 have you been able to to lean on and talk to throughout these first twelve? Yeah, certainly Joey and Ryan have been really helpful. Um, you know, both guys kind of been through everything you can think of. I think.
4: Think back to when Joey started. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Um, we will go straight into questions for you, and we will kick things off with Bob Pachris. Go ahead, Bob.
5: Yeah, Austin, looking ahead to All-Star next week, I'm curious if you look forward to it, with it at Texas, since that was kind of the place place where you last won or, and or – do you – also, the other part of the question is, do you hope do you want to see the All-Star Race move around some, or would you like to see it find a permanent home?
18: Yeah, I think it's good to move it around. Um, it's not bad also to make it a permanent home. It was pretty awesome when we had it in Charlotte for so many years because you knew where you were going to be. And um, they asked um, – hey, guys, you still got me? Yeah, still got you um i'm getting a phone call I need mean, to try and hang out oh it's all right anyways yeah I, I liked it when it was at charlotte at the all-star race um because you know close to home you knew what it was texas uh it's cool going there um for one year i think you should move it around a couple times plus i just yeah, texas hasn't provided the best of racing yet so i would um, i would be voting for another uh track um possibly but you never know i think as the, the surface wears out um texas could be a better race for the all-star race it's just it needs to you know lose some more grip and and then maybe you know that'll create a more exciting all-star race and are you have you
5: looked at the format at all or is that something you just start paying attention to like the day or two before
18: uh the week of probably you know i've been focused on kansas this week been in the simulator a lot um, you know, hopefully we get through uh Kansas and, and get a win so we're locked into the all star race and then I'll really focus on the format. Other than that I know we gotta race our way in or get voted in. Um so it's uh you know, right now I'll focus on
14: Kansas.
4: Next
14: question will come from Alexandria. Go ahead, Alex. Hi, Austin. I've got some I've also got some forward thinking questions or forward looking questions. Um Looking ahead to the Coke 600, you've had three top 10 finishes there in the last three Coke 600s. Is that a track that you guys are circling this year as like one of your potentially best where you can lock in a win? And what has made um, that three teams so strong there?
18: I don't know what it is about Charlotte. I've, I've always had really good success there. I, I enjoy the track. I understand um, what it takes to be fast there in a race car and I uh, have a feel for it, um, you know, obviously won my first uh, cup race there at Charlotte. So uh, definitely circle it every year as a place that we go out and compete well at. Last year, we were really fast. And um, one of our pit crew members went down uh, leading into that race. So we kind of struggled on pit road that week. Um, but I'm uh, really excited about it and taking the next gen car there. We did get one test this off season when it was really cold. But, um, yeah, I, I'm always excited to go to Charlotte. It, it's a It's a good place for me.
14: And then just looking at kind of beyond the racing and the events of of that weekend, I mean, there's been so much change in the Cubs schedule and so much innovation. What, I mean, what do you see as I guess the benefit of keeping something like the Coke 600, a a crown jewel event on the schedule for NASCAR, or, you know, the, the time uh, the old question is always like, do do they take it off the schedule eventually at some point?
18: Yeah, I hope not. I think that's, To me, it's an iconic weekend, um, being Memorial Day weekend, uh, seeing all the different military branches, the men and women that protect this country out there, and I always get excited for that race, for the national anthem, the show that goes on before, and really, you know, paying homage to all of those that have uh, fought for this country. So, to me, I hope it doesn't change. It is a crown jewel, uh, being 600 miles. That that just, you know, every year preparation changes a little bit because you know you're going to be in the race car for such a long period of time and um, I think it's it's a very special race and I hope it never goes away.
14: Thank you.
4: Next question will come from Dustin Long. Go ahead Dustin.
17: Thank you. Um, also got a couple questions. Um, I, I think there's a feeling that you, you, the organization this year is stronger at this point in the season but Looking at what you did last year compared to this year at this time, last year you had six top 10s. You were actually a little bit higher in points, obviously five top 10s this season um, and and some runner-up finishes. And I'm curious, has much really changed? Are you guys really that much stronger because you you had some good runs earlier at this
18: point through the first 12 races last year? Yeah, you know, we were we were pretty strong last year, and it kind of got overlooked because we didn't make the playoffs and um, we were a consistent team all of last year. Uh, this year, I do feel like um, we've had way more opportunities to win races. Um, the I think the disappointing part is we've had more, you know, bigger catastrophes at the racetrack where it becomes like getting wrecked at Phoenix finishing, you know, second or third to last, or excuse me, 21st in that race. But getting wrecked at Atlanta, coming to a stage end uh, for a possibility of top three points there, um, blowing up at uh, Daytona and Bristol. So we didn't have those type of um, bad days at this point last year. You know, you had a couple av- more average days, um, but we've also had some bigger days with our. You know, we have two second place finishes, a third um, Martinsville, Talladega, and Fontana. So. We've definitely had more opportunities to win um, than last year, and you know my teammate has two or three uh, second place finishes as well. So um, if you looked at the total of it, we've done we've done really w- a good job and should be in victory lane at this point. That's the disappointing part. I feel like we've had some really close calls and not been able to capitalize, and that's where you see us at, where we're at in points. And um, I, I feel confident that we can go to victory lane this year, and and I think it will happen.
17: Also, I'm curious. Um, certainly, three of the last six races, there's been some sort of contact at the end of the race among the leaders. Um, we saw it last week at, at, at Darlington, at, at a bigger track. Um, is with as tight as the competition is, with what winning means, and 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 seasons. You know, nobody really kind of being able to be consistently good result wise all the time. Uh, the ups and downs this year. Are bigger tracks more in play now um, for some sort of contact or type of things that we saw at Darlington, or is Darlington more of a unique case because of the, the, the track and maybe being off the gas a little bit more than at some of these other bigger tracks?
18: Yeah, you know, I think Darlington, you're, you're constantly fighting tire wear, and you see guys come and go, so the, the ability to um, make a run is a bit easier. Um, if you're asking about mile-and-a-halfs and, and the contact part of it, Um, you know, if you get a run and you can get a guy up the track, you'd you'd probably do it. But uh, it's much tougher at a mile and a half not to take yourself out of the the race as well. And I I feel like there's usually plenty of room at a mile and a half. You've seen some slide jobs go wrong at mile and a half. Um, Those type of opportunities are kind of the only way to, to make something happen when it comes to a last lap, you know, moving a guy for a win. And, you know, I think that's what NASCAR is you know put together with this playoff system that wins means so much um you do what it takes when it comes down to it uh to go to victory lane and I think everybody's organization would be upset if they if they didn't
17: is it uh is there get to a point where you can win a race and feel bad about it then
18: uh I don't know that's for I guess everybody else to worry about um uh I'm of the opinion that, um, you know, it's there's 36 of us out there, all 40 of us every weekend, and if they have the opportunity to make it happen, you you probably will. Um, You know, in the back of your mind, you know, I I didn't think Chase Briscoe had a shot to win at Bristol, and he took out Redick um, and himself. So, you know, if you're going to do it, you better win. I mean, that that was – that was a – boneheaded move you me and and it didn't work out so uh but he's trying to make something happen um i don't think he ever had a shot of making it happen that that's the part that, that sucks about that kind of a deal um when you're within range and you've got an opportunity with the way it is to pass and what wins mean you've got it you got to do it you know what i mean uh it just it just sucks when it doesn't work out. You know, I mean, it's, it's part of the, part of the game and how much it's been, uh, you know, president put on winning, winning races. And, uh, yeah, you, some, some might feel bad if it, if it comes down to that. Um, but if you take home a trophy to your organization and all the guys that put in hours on hours and hours of time in these race cars, um, they'll probably have your back in the end. Thank you. Appreciate it.
4: Next question will come from Mitchell
9: Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Austin, I know it's still early in the season, but how much do you worry about the playoffs at this point in time in the year?
18: Uh, How much do I worry about the playoffs this time of year? I mean, I I think it's on your mind no matter what. Um, You know, it stays there uh, because that's kind of the measuring stick when it comes to – um, your end of the season. I mean, you can have a good season and not make the playoffs. I did that last year. I probably had a decent season, but it didn't matter because we didn't make the playoffs. You know, playoffs are what brings in, you know, starts clicking off those bonuses and contracts. And um, it changes your end of the year um, for, for your entire organization. So, I mean, to me, the playoffs is, is everything. So it's always on your mind, um, no matter how much you try to conceal it. It's it's what determines a, a solid season, a good season, um, getting a win, getting in the playoffs, and, and, and making progress.
9: Is that something you pay attention to more this year because
5: you missed the playoffs last year?
18: No, I mean, I, every year I pay attention to it, and I really push for it and want to be in it. I've been able to make it to the next round a couple times in the playoffs, um, so yeah, every every year it's on your mind, and Um, I definitely know where we are at point situation, but I I truly think that the way this year's gone, you're going to need to win. I think there could be 16 winners. I, I, I feel like it's important to win. And then, um, from a a point standpoint, once you get in the playoffs, I think things change a little bit. Um, you know, you points racing becomes a little winning obviously always stays important, but points racing in, in the playoffs is. Is more important, I think, than right now in the regular season because I I do feel like regular season we're going to have right at sixteen winners. Thank you.
4: Next we'll go to Matt Humphrey. Go ahead with your question, Matt.
18: Austin,
11: you earlier you said that the, your focus right now is Kansas Speedway. I'm here at Kansas
13: Speedway right now. What is it about this racetrack that you're focusing on to, to to get to victory lane this weekend?
18: Well, I think. uh, um you know the the top uh, everybody's going to be up there running right against the fence ripping the wall this weekend um from what i heard at the test the rubber really laid down up there and there was a big difference in speed from the top to the bottom and uh yeah i i feel like um just been focused on making my car handle in the simulator up by the wall and um i think the next thing that's on my mind is, is Where to make a pass, where to attempt to make a pass when you pull out a line, you got to get yourself clear and then back in line. So um, it'll be important uh, to do a good job of, uh, you know, making your car have that ability to run against the wall, but also when you need to make a move to, to, to slide someone that it can it can happen. Great. Thank you.
4: Austin, awesome. that looks to be all the questions we have for you this morning. Thank you again for um, hopping on with us, and we wish you the best of luck this weekend at Kansas.
18: Thank you, guys. Thanks.
4: And to the media, we will have audio and video um, available here shortly on NASCARmedia.com. Thanks for joining us this morning.
2: Need Memorial Day plans? Look no further than the Heroes Honor Festival. Join Toby Keith. Justin Moore, Uh, Craig Morgan, uh, and special guests including Ron DeSantis in honoring our veteran heroes May 27th and 28th at the Daytona Speedway. Every ticket purchased sponsors a veteran to attend. Plus, enjoy activities for the whole family. Kids 12 and under free. Get your tickets today at HeroesHonorFestival.com. That's HeroesHonorFestival.com.